Hello, my dudes. Welcome back to Previously Gifted. You already know I'm excited for the episode. I keep having to film these before work, which is stressful because, like, I have to shower fast and get ready. But uh, we're here for it. It's Monday. It's May, bitch. It's not Monday also. It's Tuesday. I don't know what day it is, but it doesn't matter because it's just time for a new episode, so strap the frick in. If you're listening to this in a vehicle, please use your seatbelt. Otherwise, I don't know, sit on a nice couch, uh, grab a blanket, or go on a walk. Go the fuck outside, actually, because the weather is nice and we need vitamin D. Um, I just got back from Miami. I got back late Sunday night, had an early morning (laughs) buck shift yesterday, and now I'm back on my, like, usual grind. So we're excited. We're here to get this money, um, and we're also here to chat a little bit. So thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you guys for all the comments on last week's episode on YouTube. I asked you guys to leave more comments, so please continue to do so. Um, I really just, I love the feedback, and you guys always leave, like, insight you know, little tings. So I appreciate it and just keep, keep doing it. And, um, I don't know about iTunes reviews, but leave a freaking review on iTunes because I, I mean, podcasts always say that they're like, okay, this is really good for the podcast. So leave a review. It's like, I'm not going to get on the top 10 (laughs) podcasts, probably not in the top thousand podcasts, but still someday we might get there. So leave me a review. (laughs) Thank you for making my dreams come true. Before we get started, I got to give a shout out to my patrons. If you want to support the podcast in a very, very real way, you can go to patreon.com slash previously gifted. I'm thinking I want to do some kind of like a live show or like a private, um, what is it called? Like a you now kind of stream where I could just sit and chat with you guys. Uh, So if you want to join in on that, I want to do that maybe if we hit like a certain number of patrons. Right now I have um, 16 of you lovely, lovely VIPs. And maybe if we get to like 25, we'll do a special thing. So just do it. It's $1, dude. Give me a dollar a month in exchange for all of my time and effort. Thank you. Uh, Before I get started though, we have new patrons. New patrons who are helping us get to this goal. Shout out to Mark Russo. Hey, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, And Emily Lane. Emily Lane is such a pretty name because it's like it sounds like an address, uh, but also it sounds like a fashion kind of brand. And I'm already hot and not speaking clearly, so we're off to a good start. Um, And always, I got to give a shout out to my OGs, my sponsors. These are my permanent supporters who are just irreplaceable, you know? They, they, we could have more of them. I'm not saying I'm against that. So if you want to become a sponsor, let me know. Sorry, I'm going on too long. Shout out to Joni K, Hannah Baker, Kirsty McCulloch, Eric Courtright, Lily Dillon, Matt Barham, Jerome Nivens, and Liz Walsh. You guys are the realest ones. And I say it every time, but I fucking mean it. If somebody came up to me and they're like, hey, Tiffany, I just have a question. Who are the realest ones? I go, Joni K, <laughs> Hannah Baker, Kirsty McCulloch, and I will give you their Instagram ads as well, you know? 
Um, no, but that's in the video version. I'm too lazy to speak it out loud. Anyway, today, um, I wanted to do something that is called the Jawbreaker Q&A. Um, this was a tag created by Emma and Sibelle. Is that how you say her name? The Messy Heads, you guys. If you're not into the Messy Heads, you don't know who they are. Uh, they create a magazine and online content and just, like, a lot of great stuff. And they're into supporting, um, like, independent artists and things. It's just really great stuff. So, Jawbreaker is their latest issue. And Emma recently posted, like, this little tag. And she wanted people to just record a video and answer all these questions. And recently I was like, dude, what if I just did, like like a MySpace survey. Um, and then this came along. So, you know, sometimes the universe just sends you exactly what you need and kind of steers you in the right direction rather than doing a MySpace survey. But honestly, like, we talk shit, but MySpace was lit. Sharing those surveys was fun. Um, it was a way to kind of like give pe pe people a little peek into you, um, but also like be a little bit shy and keep some of the mystery there. And it was just like very intriguing to read about like, I don't know, the eighth graders um, talking about who like their most recent text was um, or like who their last kiss was. And they'd go like, it starts with an M, <laughs> winky face. And we had no idea, but we were trying to put those pieces together. Um, you know, did she hook up with Matt? Could you just, could you let us know in the next MySpace bulletin? Um, for those of you who are any amount younger than me, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But shout out MySpace. Today we're doing questions. First question is, who are you when no one is looking? <sighs> Damn, dude, these questions are already so deep. I haven't even looked at most of them yet. So I try to, you know, keep it, keep it fresh, keep it spontaneous. But who am I when no one is looking? Um, I'd say it's pretty close to like, who I am when people are looking. Um, like, okay, if I'm straight up like alone, I'm probably talking or singing or dancing to myself. There's always some little little thing that I'm doing. My coworker Steven, um, he always catches me kind of dancing. He's like, you've got a rhythm to you. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm always just kind of bopping and like, it's definitely not to any, um, beat, but, um, yeah, wow, that's really poetic actually. I, I bopped to the, to the not beat of my own non-existent drum. Um, who am I when no one's looking? I think I'm, I'm a decent person. I, 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 this is fucking hard. <laughs> Let's continue. There are a lot of questions. Um, by the way, if you want me to post these questions, maybe I'll put them on Twitter um, so that you guys can see them because it's just like a long, big old ting. Uh, but anyway, question number two. What does it mean to be you? <sighs> God damn it. This is deep. I'm not really in like the deep me like mood here. I'm not in deep mood, um, but we'll get there. What does it mean to be you? What the fuck? Ugh, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Why did I think this was an easy podcast topic? What does it mean to be you? I guess to be Tiffany is like, okay, I'm going to describe myself from an outside perspective. Okay. Like if I were one of my coworkers, I'd be like, um, Tiffany, 
Tiffany's pretty interesting. She's like, she can be kind of funny. Um, she's like quiet sometimes and then randomly like she'll just be like really funny. Um, I like her pink hair. Um, I don't really know much, much about her. She hasn't talked about like her uh, personal life yet. By the way, um, I haven't told like any of my coworkers except um, Tom who trained me. Shouts out Tom and Steven. I just told him yesterday. Um, I hadn't told any of my coworkers <laughs> that I do YouTube or that I have a podcast or like anything about my online presence at all. And I don't think any of them like follow me on Instagram or anything. Um, so it's just really funny. I felt like it was like my, my Hannah Montana thing. Not as if I'm a huge deal, but just like, it's so funny to not talk about like what I do outside of work. Cause other people are like students and I'm working like part-time hours. So people are like, Oh, what else do you do? Do you have another job or something? And I'm like, yeah, I work, I have some work from home and do some video uh, stuff. <laughs> But I was like, low-key, don't fucking ask me. Because then it's like a whole new thing. But anyway, um, what does it mean to be me? Hopefully, I'm just like like a, a genuine, nice person um, who's enjoyable to be around. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can ask. Um, oh, how might friends describe you? Um, friends would describe me as loyal funny, smart, um, fuck, I don't know. Um, it depends. Like, like my very best friends, um, they can call me like a beautiful soul. <laughs> How would Nathan describe me? Oh man, it's, it's always so fucking hard to like describe yourself. <laughs> How would other people describe you? I'm like, I don't know. Perfect. Wonderful. Amazing. Best friend ever. Soulmate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I actually have a, um, I have a, <laughs> a letter of rec that one of my professors wrote for me, um, for a time when I was applying for an internship that I didn't get, but I just read it again the other day, and, like, I straight up want to print it out and hang it on my wall because it's so nice. Um, <laughs> I almost want to read it to you, but that's, like, super <laughs> egotistical, but I'm just gonna read a little part of it because I love it. Um... He's, like, talking about me, like, in terms of how I was in his film courses. But he says, Tiffany's voice and sensibility come through. Assured, sly, polished, and insightful. I'm like, oh my god, that's so nice. Assured, sly, polished, and insightful. I'm like, polished? Nobody's ever called me polished. Um, although Tiffany has demonstrated that she can do many different things, she's always been clear on what her main goal is and what her politics are. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> so nice. Um, she may have grown up in an age where crude outrageousness has become the norm, both in cinema and in our political life, but she wants to do work that displays the same level of wit and sophistication that she brings to everything else that she does. It's, like, the nicest thing fucking ever, dude. I don't think he knows, like, how much I love this letter of rec. It's so nice. I'm like, I'm gonna ask other people to write me letters of rec for things that I don't actually, like, need them for. Like, I actually, I'm not applying for anything. I just want, like, compliments, basically. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, when I reread that, I was like, dude, that's, like, such a nice, nice way to describe me. It's very, very, um, flattering. Okay, next question. 
How does that differ from who you actually are? Wow. How would your friends describe you and how does that differ from who you actually are? Um, I feel like... I feel like I'm a lot more um, serious and... Um, I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm a lot more serious than a lot of people know. Or not, not, I don't know. Like, I wish I had more friends who wanted to discuss, like, the biggest issues that plague my mind. Um, like, maybe I just need some, like, political science kind of friends. Or, like, I need some friends who are down to, like, you know... I don't know. Because, of course, my best friends are interested in a lot of the same, like, causes that I am. And, of course, we have those, like, late-night sleepover, like, endless chats. Um, mm, I don't know. It's really hard to explain your sense of self. I was actually lurking through... It might have been, like, Emma's um, Instagram or something. Or maybe, like, a friend of hers. Yeah, it was, like, a friend of hers. Uh, But she was basically saying, like... Um, how, how we shouldn't have to even explain who we are or like the whole idea of finding yourself is such an illusion because you will never get to the point where you like found yourself, you know? And I kind of agree with that because like, I think I'm being pretty genuine to myself and like publicly most of the time, um... And I feel like I, like, know what my true self is, but I also could never pinpoint that. I could never say, like, this is who I am, because it's like, this is who I am today, but who I was a few years ago was also me. Who I will be in the future may be different. Anyway, um, (laughs) I don't know. I haven't been, like, thinking about myself this deeply, especially when it comes to, like, um, friendships and, like, comparing those relationships to, like, how I see myself, because... Uh, like I've said, like, it's just been Nathan and I, which has been really interesting, like, socially, because, um, you know, if I were back home, I would be at least, like, seeing, um, at least, like, a handful of different friends. Uh, shout out to Aria, by the way, Dizzle. Um, (laughs) fuck. Well, I was at the airport the other day. Um, I get a text from my friend Aria, and he says, if you do a live podcast, have me on it. I want to share some embarrassing stories of you. And then a few minutes later, I got a text from my friend um, Logan saying the exact same thing. And I was like, oh, Arya and Logan are together. So I like made a new group chat with them in it. And I was like, hey, you guys are formally invited to be on the podcast. And then Arya replied from Logan's phone and said, no, it's me, Arya. Um, <laughs> Logan doesn't want to be on it. My phone died. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, Anyway, my point is that I, I have friends uh, somewhere in the world. Um, but anyway, like, you know, I feel like people are different from when you compare, like, them, for example, like, how they are on their own or how they are with, like, one person. Because obviously everyone's different with different people. Um, so basically what I'm saying is, like, I've only been able to express maybe three sides of my personality me alone, me with Nathan, and then me with my coworkers. Um, when, you know, if you hang out with a bigger variety of people or you're just around different groups, those are even more versions of yourself to explore, you know? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, ooh, fuck. The next question is, 
talk about your hardships. I'm going to take a little pause so that I can breathe, and then we'll come back because that's a hard hitter. See you in a sec. And we're back. So even just in the beginning of this podcast, um, I'm finding it kind of difficult to talk about these things without feeling like I'm repeating myself. But that's obviously because I talk about um, so many, so many of these things on the pod all the time. So you guys already know me, but we're just repeating things. So this question, talk about your hardships. Like, (laughs) there are almost no secrets that I have, you know, kept from you guys. Um, basically I'd say my hardships would be, I mean, obviously, like, I have talked about many times, um, what it was like to grow up in my household and grow up in a, an expensive place like Orange County and having, you know, financial (sighs) hardship, um, you know, to the point where money is a constant issue, Um, I'm reading a book right now that Nathan bought for me at the airport. Thank you. Um, It's called You Are a Badass at Making Money. Uh, I've read the um, first book, I guess. It's called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Sincero? Jen Sincero. I don't know. She's like a a motivational speaker. She writes about things. (laughs) She writes about things. Anyway, um, I think like Lexi Lombard or somebody recently recommended this book. And then when I saw it in the airport, I was like, yes, let's get it. Um, Because I do want to get, you know, my finances uh, straight anyway. um, But so far, a lot of this book has been about just like changing your mindset about money. Um, And she talks about how obviously like how you grow up changes the way that you um, kind of are taught to think about money and the kind of relationship that you have with it. um, And how to like let go of these negative feelings associated with money, um, because, like, money itself isn't a problem, you know, bills may be problems, or greed is a problem, but, like, money is a good thing, and money can bring you all of the things that you need and want, you know, whatever. Um, so I've been thinking about, like, how I grew up and how, like, money was always associated with, like, a feeling of, like, inadequacy or, like, never having enough or, hearing, like, we can't afford this, or we can't afford that, you know, me always thinking, like, oh, I could never have that, I can't afford that, I'm jealous of everyone who has this, this, and this, I'm jealous of people who can easily afford these things, um, so I'd say, like, that's probably, like, the lasting, um, effect on me is, like, as an adult and being, you know, financially independent and also, like, getting into (laughs) college debt and all of that, it's been really hard for me to not, like, um, stick to those same patterns of thinking and associate, like, such negativity with money because, you know, I want to be independent. I want to live, you know, a, a nice quality life. I want to be able to splurge on the things that I care about, you know, be that traveling or, like, quality clothing or, like, ethical whatever, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I definitely used to, like, demonize money and kind of in with that, like, people who, like, spent a lot and who, like, in my eyes were just being, like, gaudy about it, you know? Like, I still don't like seeing people, um, you know who are obsessed with material things, um, and who are definitely, like, wasteful, but also I'm trying to be less judgmental about that. 
anyway, um, yeah, I'd say a lot of my hardships just stem from that. And really at this point, like, life is great and I am happy and I am doing very well. So a lot of those, like, past hardships aren't affecting me, but obviously they're still, like, a part of me and, like, at the root of my personality. So anyway, you guys, you guys know. Um, how much of you is a secret to the outside? I'd say, like, honestly, very little. There, there aren't really parts of me that I don't feel like I can share. Lately, I've been getting in a lot more of a private, um, private kind of phase. Obviously not, like, on this podcast. I'm still, like, sharing a lot. But, you know, there were times where I I almost felt like everything in my life was, like, worthy of making a video about it or I wanted to vlog. Because, like, as as an online content creator, your life becomes the content and you feel like you should just share as much of it as you possibly can and that people will get invested in you and that will just be better for your viewership and for your channel or for whatever. Uh, For your Instagram, even. And, like, I just... (laughs) First of all, there's not much to share. I don't do very much. If I were to be vlogging right now, it would be nothing, you know? Um, My life is very, like, simple right now, and there's not a lot to share, but I still like to keep a lot of it private just for, like, just for my own sake, you know? So anyway, I'd say nothing's a secret, but, you know, I'm not going to be so much of an open book in terms of just, like, oversharing just everyday, like, things, you know? Like, that's it. (laughs) Um, do you think you know yourself right now? Um, no. (laughs) Like I've said, I, I tend to be honest with myself, but, like, I'm definitely at a point where I don't feel like my, like, mission and my purpose are, are clear, so I have to remind myself, like, what things I'm passionate about, um, so I'm trying, I'm trying to get my, to get to know myself again, but I'm also not in a point where I'm really expressing or, like, chasing all the things that I love. Um, like, even just being, being in Miami and being on the beach, like, that was a part of myself that I feel like I hadn't felt. Like, literally just that, <laughs> that little, like, beach girl <laughs> vibes, um, part of me because like growing up near the beach I used to go to the beach like every weekend as soon as it was sunny or like whenever I could I'd drive to the beach just to like sit there like I like I was at the beach all the time I love the beach and um you know love the coast love a good PCH drive um even just like that part of myself like just loving to be outside and in the sun and go swimming that's something I haven't, like, done much in the last few years because I haven't been, like, in the right locations for it. And definitely, like, through the winter, I felt like I lost myself because I just, like, became this, like, shell that was, like, scared of the outside because I hate the snow and the cold that much. Um, so that's been interesting. Next question. What are you passionate about? Good, because I, I was about to mention that. When I think about, okay, who am I or whatever what what things that I'm passionate about help make up, like, who I am, you know? Because I think your passion says a lot about who you are or makes up a lot of the portions of who you are. Um, over and over again, I am very passionate about activism. Just, like, there are issues that I am especially um, 
passionate about and those things get me going and I feel compelled to learn more about them and share information about them, um, especially in terms of like political issues, um, issues of equality, veganism, you know, like environmental um, protection and sustainability. Um, the things that I read about endlessly and want to share with others or I rant about online. Um, those are definitely the things that get me going. I'm also, this is another part of myself that has been untapped for a while, which feels weird, is like the comedic side of myself. I've, I've realized recently, like I haven't been trying to be funny or I haven't been like expressing that side of myself as much. Um, again, like not because I'm hiding it, but just like I haven't been in that same kind of mood. And I guess it's like, I feel like I'm at my funniest when I'm with McKenna. Like, she brings it out in me. Like, she's so funny. Like, we just joke together. Um, that's when I feel the most inspired, like, creatively, because I feel like she and I, like, work really well together. Like, <laughs> even going back to, like, when we first met, when we were, like, 12 years old, um, we made so many funny videos and songs and, like, <laughs> ridiculous things together just because, like, it works, you know? Even if you go back and watch Hun and Kay, um, that was born literally overnight, recording it on her computer on GarageBand like we always used to, and then we just went out and fucking filmed it the next day. Um, she's definitely somebody who brings out, you know, a lot of my creativity. Um, and sometimes I think about, like, film projects or documentary projects that I'm still, I'd still be so interested in pursuing and being a part of. Um, but again, these are, these are aspects of my personality that can kind of go dormant because I'm just not like, th there's nothing stimulating that, that part of me. Um, what else? Yeah. In terms of me, like not being funny right now, like you may think that like some of the things I say or whatever, um, in my videos or on my podcast are funny, which thank you. Um, but like, especially when I'm watching other YouTubers, like, I've been watching a lot of Ember, Ch Ember, Emma Chamberlain, um, and Cody Ko. They almost have, like, a similar style right now. But, like, Emma Chamberlain is, like, 17, 18 years old, and she just, like, rocketed to YouTube fame, like, in the last six to eight months or something. She just hit a million subscribers. And she's just, like, she's just naturally funny, but she's, like, very obnoxious. Like, I like watching her videos and I can watch like a 20 minute video of her, but like, it's all very like quick, like zoom, like loud noises, <laughs> sound effects, um, which may not sound funny, but you should check out her videos cause she's cool. Um, but I just, I feel like <laughs> even if I were in like a silly mood and I made a video, like trying to channel like some kind of like silly energy, I don't know, like <laughs> literally in the past, like because most of my videos right now are, like, rather informative, and they're just, like, a lot more, like, casual and laid back, and I'm not trying to be, like, silly or zany. Um, but I feel like when I am, like, if I make a video and I'm a little bit more animated than usual, people are like, you're acting like so-and-so. One, I, I don't know if it's one specific person, but, like, um, I... <laughs> for a while would get comments that were like, you're acting like Haley Belay. And I'm like, dude, some of that happened after like the summer where I hung out with her a lot. Um, like she was in LA and then I went to Vancouver. Shouts out Haley. Um, I love Haley. She does inspire me comedic comedically, artistically. Her videos are fucking great. It seems so effortless. 
Um, and I could never be, like, the <laughs> the kind of funny that she is. But, like, especially after spending time with someone, like, of course, your, um, your mannerisms, like, get mixed up and you start to act more like each other. But anyway, I feel like we had, like, kind of a similar personality sometimes and similar sense of humor sometimes um, in the first place. But it was just funny because it's like, I'm acting like myself. But since I've, since I know Haley and you know I know Haley, whatever, now you think I'm acting like Haley. It's weird. So anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know, because sometimes I think about my channel and I'm like, I need to be more funny. Like, that's what the people want. And then I'm like, I don't want to, like, force it. And I just don't feel that, like silly. I don't have that kind of energy all the time. Um, somebody who has a really great, like, kind of more dry but, like, hilarious um, tone and just sense of humor is a chill vegan. Um, she's she's very funny. And just, like, her what I eat in a day is, are just funny because her voiceover is just, it's just funny. And she'll make little jokes, but she's not trying, like, too hard. Um, so that's what I enjoy. But again, it's not something that I can, like, I wouldn't want to copy it, but, like, I get inspired by that. But then I'm like, if I made a video like this, I feel like it would just seem like I was copying that person. You know? That's tricky. <laughs> anyway, I forgot what the question was. But let's continue. And we're not even halfway through this questionnaire, by the way, so I don't think we're gonna make it to the end. We might have to speed up. Um, how do you think about where you grew up? That's kind of a weird way to phrase that question. What do you think about where you grew up? Um, like I've mentioned, I grew up in South Orange County. It is a very high cost of living um, location. And it, it the way I describe it to people is like, it's very safe. It's literally like some of the safest cities in America, like top 10 safest are like right around where I lived. Um, so it's incredibly sheltered. Um, in a good way, though. I mean, like, you're growing up in the suburbs. You want to feel safe in your hometown and just, like, going around with your friends. Um, it's also very, like, cookie cutter. Most of the houses are relatively new, like, built in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. So they all, like, look the same and they're all kind of, like, a boring color palette. Um, but, like, like, slightly inspired by, like, Spanish or um, Mexican architecture, and it's like, eh, I don't know. I, I love it because it's where I'm from, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous, and, like, I would love to raise my own family there um, if I could afford it comfortably. But, um, obviously, yeah, since, since my childhood and, like, the struggle of, like, trying to live there and, like, afford it, like, it, that's kind of, like, tainted a little bit of the memory for me. But of course, then there are so many other things that are separate from like my family life or any financial issues or whatever. We're just, it's, it's all just memories of good times and good laughs with my pals, you know? It's a beautiful place. Um, talk about a moment that changed you. That's a tough one. I'm like, talk about a moment that changed you. I don't think I have very many, like, singular moments. I'm gonna have to pass on this one, I think. Or maybe... Maybe the one moment I can name is the moment that I became Tiffany the Prez. I remember I... In elementary school, I used to, like, run for student council 
every year, like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. I lost, I lost. And then in fifth grade, I finally won. I won president. And I remember getting that phone call from my teacher and she called to say that I won. And like, I remember like distinctly like jumping up and down, like doing the like happy, oh my God. Like, I feel like those kind of moments are so rare to actually um, happen. So yeah, I was jumping up and down with so much joy. And like, that kind of was like a catalyst moment because like, me becoming president, even though it's such a small thing, president of the elementary school. Um, that I mean, that literally did start um, my YouTube channel and that started kind of my confidence um, feeling like a leader or that in some way I wanted to like represent a community. I wanted to be able to make some creative decisions, you know, and I feel like those kind of aspects are still relevant to who I am. You know, even if I go back to to college, like, (laughs) it's possible I'd still be interested in being in some kind of, like, student government or um, whatever, Um, student government or even, like, literal local government. It's just the political side of me, maybe. So I guess we can call that a moment that changed me. (laughs) Um, What is your greatest attribute? I don't know. Leave it in the comment down below, you know? What is my greatest attribute? I don't know. Just, like, love. Being able to, like... Not, like, being able to, because everybody, like... Most people have the ability to love. But, like, I think that's when I'm my best. Is just, like, the relationships that I have with people that I care for so deeply like, makes me the best version of myself, I would say. Uh, what is your greatest accomplishment? (laughs) Uh, again, it's hard to say. I mean, definitely in general, I would say, like, everything that I've built online is my greatest collective achievement, even though it may not be as impressive, like, just looking at it, um, because, you know, it's like, Tiffany Ferg has 120,000 subscribers, but, like, my last few videos only got, like, 3,000 views. Before then, I'm, like, averaging, like, 8 to 10,000, which isn't small. It's definitely not insignificant, but it's not, like, major, you know? Some people see a channel with 100,000 subscribers and expect to see, like, thousands and thousands of views. Um, But anyway, that's not relevant. What's really impressive about these accomplishments that I've made online is, like, just the commitment and the time that I've put into it, the energy that I've given my YouTube channels over the years and and the content that I've wanted to make. Because no matter how you shake it, um, you know, I've committed to, (laughs) sorry, sharing my life, trying to entertain people, trying to give advice and help other people, um, for over 10 years and I have, you know, stayed pretty consistent with that. So I think that collectively is my greatest accomplishment. You know, a lot of people like, oh, I've played soccer since I was a kid. That does take a ton of energy and time and commitment. And I feel like me and my videos are just another like kind of version of that. Like anything that you put thousands and thousands of hours of effort and practice into, um, I think that culminates into something impressive and you can definitely call that an achievement what is your biggest failure that's funny because that's kind of also how I feel about my (laughs) online work sometimes um 
I try to see it in a more positive way. I mean, like, some days I feel great and I read nice comments and a video gets good feedback or whatever. And I'm just like, wow, I am proud of myself for this. And then some days, you know, you put up a video and it's a flop and you feel like a fucking has been but hasn't ever been. <laughs> the has been who never was. New merch idea. Let me know if you want it. Um, no, really, that's kind of how I feel about my YouTube because, I mean, I've talked about this for forever. I'm like, I just want to be more successful. I've had these little bits and little bursts of success. And I guess altogether it looks impressive, but over the course of 10 years or whatever, it's like very little, little hills of success. And I would just want to reach like a, a mountain, you know, and keep climbing that mountain. That's what I'm still doing and whatever. Um, that's why you can't base your accomplishments on numbers because you'll only peak once and then you're set to be disappointed, you know, eventually. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call this my biggest failure, but, like, it definitely has documented a lot of my failures. I don't know. I don't I don't feel like I've failed at too many things. And, and some people would say, you failed at going to college. You fail at, at being financially responsible. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not done. <laughs> How can you say it's a failure when I haven't finished? I haven't given up. I'm still going. I'm still I'm still on my way. All right, let's take one more break and then we will be back. Try to go through these last questions quickly. Stay tuned. And we're back. Let's go lightning round. I literally need to leave for work very soon. So I'm like, why am I always late? I am definitely the kind of person that's always late to work. And I want to change that. But also here I am recording a podcast when I should be getting dressed for work. Here we go. Um, do you love yourself? If not, why not? Um, yes, I love myself. There are things about myself that I don't adore, but I don't really hate very many things about myself either. Do you believe in yourself? Yeah, yes, I do. And I'm trying to work on that even more so. I'm trying to really remind myself of my strengths and, again, my accomplishments and just to not, like, not be so hard on myself. So, yes, I believe in myself. I'm going to do great things. Tiffany Ferguson, she's one to look out for. She's awesome. She's a doer. <laughs> what is your first thought in the morning? Um, first thought is, like, trying to figure out how long I'm going to be, like, half asleep laying there before I actually get up. Um, so, usually, I set an alarm, and then I'll set another alarm ten minutes later. Isn't this fascinating stuff? Um, no, but unfortunately, like, my first thoughts are usually, like, like, grabbing my phone, starting to look for, through social media. Um, it depends on the day, but also, one of my first thoughts is just, like, just love and snuggliness, because, of course, Nathan and I wake up together, and, um, I think that is, like, the most pure, like, sweet moments ever, and, of course, anybody, um, can probably relate, but just, like... <laughs> you're the only person who knows your partner in that way and it's just like it's so cute and it's so sweet to just be able to like you know have little morning kisses or morning snuggles and like be in that like half awake little like feeling and you just you just want to cherish like spending a minute together before you both have to get up and start your day you know so that's <laughs> there's like a lot of thoughts swirling in my head right away but those are the first um who are you at the core of yourself? 
I'm exhausted. I don't want to answer that. I just realized I'm also very hungry and I didn't really give myself quality time to eat before work and I'm upset about that because if I'm hungry now, I'm going to be fucked in five hours. Um, (laughs) What are you trying to do with your life? Um, Communication and media, dude. It'd be very cool if I could continue doing some sort of podcast like this or if I could do some sort of comedy, or activism, or politics, political work, or, um, or documentary work, or who knows? We'll see. See you there. It could be something else altogether. Um, what advice do you have to give? Um, read more. Read a book, you know, take a book. I should take my book with me and see if I want to, like, No, I'm not going to have time to read it. Never mind. It's like, oh, maybe on the way home, but Nathan's picking me up and then we're going grocery shopping. So no, I don't have advice. Sorry. I'm going to skip over these um, last few questions until I find one that's interesting. But answer these for yourself, you know? Why not? (laughs) Have you found yourself? These are all way too introspective for me at this hour. Usually I'm a huge fan of introspection, but right now I'm just like, oh, it's exhausting. I can't do it. I can't answer this deep question quickly. Come on. What's my favorite color? (laughs) What does society prevent you from being? Interesting. Everyone I know... Everyone I meet knows something I do not. What do you know that I don't? Ooh, that's a good question. Not one that I'm going to answer right now, but... What code of morals do you live by? kind of trying to be an ethical consumer, obviously everything that goes along with veganism, um, being a respectful and honest and kind person, trying to limit um, how judgmental I can be about people who disagree with me over these beliefs and others, but you know. Um, And what do others assume about you because of your appearance? I don't know. I will say that having pink hair has been a very interesting experience. I mean, my hair was like a little bit pink in the past, like maybe this pink or lighter, Um, which by the way, I think the um, salt water in Miami like lightened my hair so much because the top of it, I'll take my headphones off so you can see. I forgot that I can talk into the microphone without my headphones in. It doesn't make a difference to you. But I don't know if you can tell, like, the top of my head is, like, completely almost faded, and there's very little pink left, but the blonde is coming back, bitch. By the way, I'm wearing this Gotta Get Through This shirt. It's Louis Theroux. He's one of the best documentarians. You should check out his documentaries. Some of them are available to watch for free online. Louis Theroux. He's British. Nathan introduced me to him, and he's really, really enjoyable. Um, what do others assume about you because of your appearance? I thought people would look at me with my pink hair and think that I was some, like, I don't know, people judge people with colored hair, you know? Um, thought, like, thought they'd think I'm some, like, punky teen or something. But for the most part, like, I got so many compliments on it at Starbucks, especially from people that I wouldn't expect, like, older women or whatever, um, they should be like, wow, I really like your hair. Your hair is very cool. Like, you know, um, which was very nice. I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Thank you for going out of your way to compliment me. Um, so that's a little reminder for today. Why don't you try to compliment someone randomly today? You know, be nice, be, be generous with, with positive words. I hope I can do that. I hope I have a great day at work today and I hope you do too. 
Um, that is all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, this is the Jawbreaker tag. You might be able to find it on <sighs> at Blue Mars. That's Emma's like Twitter. I think that's where I found it. But maybe I'll repost it on Twitter or something so that you guys can see it. If you want to do your own MySpace survey, let me know. And again, um, leave a comment on YouTube. Leave a review on iTunes. And become a patron so that we can do some kind of a big, spectacular live show for the pre-summer special um, before I go on a public hiatus. What? <laughs> before I go on a public hiatus, and I will only be posting privately to Patreon during the summer. That's the plan. Stay tuned. Love you. Okay, thanks. Bye!